Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. Before we get this thing kicked off, we want to give a huge shout out to Nick Wax. Nick Wax sponsors this podcast. And if you guys have been listening to our podcast for this long and you haven't went and bought yourself some Nick Wax, then I just don't even know what to say. I feel bad for you. But as always, shout out to Nick Wax. Thanks for sponsoring this podcast. And today I think what we're going to do is talk a little bit about adventures and talking about, you know, one of the things we love to do as Addicted and we've kind of done over the years is gone to new places, went and tried to find new rivers or new waters or new areas that you haven't fished before. And I think it's one of the things that keeps steelhead fishing exciting, you know? But yeah, it's, it, we live in a unique time nowadays when, um, you know, it's easy to, to explore and, and get new ideas on where to go before it was fireman's maps and, and local knowledge and, and rumors and hearsay and, and going out and adventuring. But now we live in a place where, you can find a fishing hole on the other side of the planet, literally on Google Earth, and make your plans to get there. Exactly. And, yeah, uh, that is a unique. unique yeah, I yeah. think that's was like when I went to South America and Chile. I was literally found salmon holes, and I'm like, "Oh, that's fishy. I'm gonna go stand on that rock, <laughs> you know, six thousand miles away." Yeah, and go and do it. Uh, and so it's. It, I think it's kind of what inspires uh, the steelhead fisherman mentality that a lot of us have is is being able to utilize those certain tools and go and, and explore like that well when you think about those guys before us dude you gotta have a lot of respect for those dudes before you know the internet being able to research and being able to use google earth and i mean that was a totally different time back then and it's you know it's the flow of information so much easily we're spread a bunch now. of sissies now yeah <laughs> i guess you could say uh, that good thing good thing they had the advantage of the fact that a lot of those There's rivers are open fish. and a lot more fish exactly so like i mean some of these guys you hear the old boys you know the, they're like why the, would you work that hard yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> some of the ogs are like oh yeah the, the, i caught all these 20 pound steelhead on rivers you can't even fish anymore yep and it's like well so you, they probably had a little bit more of a target rich environment but the other thing too is you know like what we put out is the guys can go on youtube and watch videos and mm -hmm. watch stuff that you know other groups are doing and and uh, people are doing and, and just doing it for fun and just doing it for cool and just get inspired to go you know whether that you know, group tells where they're at or not. That's up to them. But at the same time, it gives you an idea like, you know, there's other stuff out there for sure. There's other fun stuff to do. Yeah. You know, I think we've kind of taken the approach in our content of not saying where we're at. And I think that there's a lot of people, you know, I get messages constantly. Where were you at? Where's this river? What were you guys fishing? You know, and I think we kind of keep that secret because that's the fun of it. You know, go find new rivers. If you, what's so funny about it, guys, is, is from January through pretty much March 31st and into April in some rivers, there's steelhead in every single river in Washington and Oregon, period. Yeah. There is steelhead to some capacity in those rivers. As long as it's open. As long as it's open, <laughs> as long as you can go fish for them, you can go find fish. Yeah, right. It's funny. I, I uh, When I went in to settle a little dispute um, a few weeks back in a specific fly shop, I go in there and there's a guy working <laughs> behind the desk and I walk in and... He goes, oh, wow, addicted fishing. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And, I, and we started shooting back and forth. And he's like, yeah, you guys you guys never say anything. And sometimes I have to like, he's like, where were you? You know, in this one episode where you were fishing, he's like, I didn't know where you guys were. And then I saw this road sign and I had to Google the road sign. And then I found like what where on the highway it was. And then I looked where the closest river was. And he's just like, ah, you know, ah. you know <laughs> like, give that guy some credit. Exactly. You know? if, I mean, if you sluice it that if you, if you slu you know, sluice it that much, then hey, good. Yeah. Me. You know, yeah. It's, it's well, one thing, note to self, get rid of the road signs. Well, yeah. one thing you got to be careful out there if you're watching right. our content. We like to put little things in there, little 
things to try to confuse you. So we'll put, you know, not we'll put different rivers in there, different shots from different areas, different road signs. We like to do things to try to protect the river that we're fishing. Because again, our intention is not to blow up rivers. That's actually our intention is to get lots of views, but not. (laughs) <laughs> blow up rivers. No, we want you know we want people. We want at the end of the day, I want people out there fishing and being you, excited about fishing and catching fish. But we're not trying to ruin rivers. You want to talk about blowing up rivers? What do you think is blowing up rivers more right now? One of three things. Yeah, this is guys easy. that are like reporting on rivers. Okay, no, look, guy, well, our videos or the fact that the state's like shutting everything down. This is what's funny <laughs> right here. This is what's funny. What people don't realize what we do with our content, we always put it out 2 3 weeks, sometimes a month after the fact. More but then I will see and I'm not going to call any names. I'll see some of these guys that no, I, I know are I know. very vocal about hating addicted because we ruin rivers because we film on them. These same guys will go fish the rivers that they're on post pictures Mm -hmm. that exact same day of their day not only that they will get on their little instagram stories and every single day post an update i got two seats check out the fish i've been catching i got three seats Mm -hmm. catch out the fish you know every day (laughs) but yet they're mad Uh that we filmed a river that nine times out of ten the angler that's watching that video has no effing clue where we're at yeah it's literally it's so hypocritical and like i said at the end of the day you know, some of these rivers, you know, this year especially have been seeing some of the busiest moments, you know, that some of the local guides have been seeing. it, And it's not just in Oregon. There are some spots in Washington, too. And it's not because, you're of, gonna, uh, you yeah. know, of videos like, you know. You know, one of our good friends, Nick, he was like, oh, the river, I've never seen the river that busy. I'm like, did we put out a video last week? Oh, oh no, we didn't. Oh, must be something else. And the reality is with the Washington closures. With the lack of hatchery plants everywhere else, the fact that the only rivers that are even worth a damn right now in early season are broodstock rivers, that's where people are going. Yep. Couple that with COVID, 15% license increase sales, the fact that you couldn't even buy a damn fishing reel in the store for the last nine months, get a clue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, there's a and then yet those and then yet factors. those and then yet those guides still have a hard time booking seats. Which I don't understand how that could possibly be because there's like so many people that want to go fishing. It's freaking crazy. But which encourages the mentality of of exactly what we're talking about, the adventuring. Because when you do want to go to your favorite fishing hole and it has a line of people because it's the only place that has fish, instead of going to your favorite spot and catching five, you're going to go to a new spot and catch one and feel even better about it. Exactly. And and then I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. I don't even know how we got got down that road. I I wish you could see my eyes roll. I'm like, oh, here we go. But, you know, (laughs) it just gets frustrating sometimes because I feel like we do, and we've been really tasteful in our content. We do a really good job at at protecting river names to the point where we get invites to some of the most special areas of these guys from all over Washington, Oregon, asking us to come fish these special special areas and i think if they felt like we were blowing up rivers yeah. they wouldn't no, be doing it's, that it's you know i so. mean it's funny i was even having a conversation with a guy who wants me to come launch on his property on a river that hardly no gets fishes. that no i mean nobody fishes there's no access to and i was just having that conversation 20 minutes ago yeah. because he, you know he reached out and honestly he wants me to float him down it exactly but anyway <laughs> okay. so as you know there are going to be rivers that are getting crowded and people are going to get forced into certain areas just due to lack of but, fish but and, you know those people those people can go online and they can be they can be cheap and lazy about it or they could actually maybe get involved and try to help fix the problem because yeah. that's typical sportsmen for you yeah they'll they'll bitch they'll cry they'll whine they'll take the easy way out they'll take the cheap the cheap shot cheap shot 
make themselves feel well good i know we but as addicted and especially crap. you cameron have been making a really major effort to try to fix things to try to fight back you know there's a lot of things going on in the back end just know that we are fighting we are doing everything we can to help protect steelhead fishing and protect some of the things that we love to do in steelhead fishing. And we're going to keep fighting and it's, you'll see big wins and you'll see small wins and we're just going to keep at it. Keep the grind. It's, it's so bad right now, guys. And, and you know, you, we talk about adventuring and stuff. Well, a lot of people are adventuring to Oregon. It's so bad that some of the wild fish groups are claiming right now that you should only catch one fish and be done because there's going to be an influx of people going down to the broodstock rivers which they caused. <laughs> it's just the, the, the political times right now are just completely crazy. It's crazy. So. You know, I think a lot of guys in the Midwest too, it's their rivers are, are very similar. They get very, very pressured to where there'll be 20, 30 guys, 40 guys lined up on the bank fishing a specific hole. And, you know, I was talking to the guy we're going to fish with and he's like, nah, dude, he's like, yeah, there's this, there's the spots like that. But he's like, then there's the spots you go adventure to, you know, you go to right. these spots that a lot of people don't go to. And again, that's kind of why I was bringing this what? up is I think it's, you know, it's fun to go do that. I remember the first time we did it when I was, you know, with Lonnie and Sean and Phil, we just said, hey, let's just go here. And we picked a spot on the map. We picked three rivers that we were going to fish that weekend. And we had them like, we're going to fish this one Friday. Yep. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to fish these rivers in this order. And I remember the first day we hooked like 11 fish and we were like, thought we were like gods. The next day we didn't catch one fish on the next river we went to. And then the next day I think we hooked three or something. And overall we learned a lot that trip. And now we've been going back to those rivers year and year again, you know, every year. Now we'll go back at least once or twice and have fun on that river. You know, you know, if you're an adventurer and you're doing this kind of stuff, a lot of, a lot of steel hunters too, when they, when they begin, you know, they learn how to fish a spot. They learn, they, they, they get comfortable there and they just keep going to the X, they keep going to the X. And then, you know, a bunch of people show up on the X, a bunch of the, you know, it, you, it gets busy. And so you need to learn how to fish and the challenge of going somewhere else and, and basically seeing if you can put all the, the pieces together, seeing if you can put the puzzle together. I mean, a lot like what we were doing just this last weekend. I mean, just trying to like figure out what the best technique is, figuring out where the fish are holding with those conditions on that river. And there's just so many variables and going and then, and then, you know, if you find success, then it's awesome. Listen, don't listen success, to your guide. Yeah. Listen to your guide. If you don't find success, uh, you know, then you've at least learned something and now you're going to want it even more. Yeah. So it's funny. You have a fishing guide like Cameron Black in the boat who a lot of times is probably telling his clients what they need to be fishing. And I'm sure there's going to be days where you have guys that don't want to listen to you because they brought their, their stuff or whatever. And they want to fish with their rods. I have no idea. I don't let them do it. Yeah, doesn't let them. But regardless, <laughs> so we bring our own stuff. We're on an adventure this weekend. We're going to f fish a river. We haven't fished in a really long time and just go have some fun with a fishing guide that we love Robert Kratzer. And the whole first day, you know, me and camera kind of stick into our program, fishing our worms. I was running spoons a little bit. You know, and all day Kratzer kept telling me, like, at first he pulls this jig out and he's like, yeah, this jig He's like this, this thing's just catches fish. He's like, no matter what, when you throw this thing out, it gets a fish. And he, you know, he showed it to me. I'm like, oh yeah, those look cool, man. And of course I have my rabbit fur jig on there, my, you know, the sinket jig on mine. And so we keep going down the thing. And the next thing I know, I, I turn around, I look at my rod where I had my, my sinket jig and he had cut it off and tied his jig on my rod. And I think it was like, you know, telling me to fish that thing without telling me to fish it, you know? You think? And he was just so, checking his bases because so we were struggling. We're floating down. We're continuing to float down. And he kept saying, like, I remember we'd get to holes and you'd be like, what do you want to fish? 
and I grab my worm rod. What do you want to fish? And I grab my worm rod. And I remember we finally get to like, I don't know, it's the second to the last hole or whatever. He's like, oh, let's just throw this jig out there and start fishing this jig. You know, he tells me to fish that jig. Well, then the next day we end up fishing that jig a lot and it ends up basically accounting for a lot of our fish. But, but back it up. Do you, do you think like, you know, you want to talk about adventuring, going places, but I don't think it also was the jig. You know, you and I, we, we had a very tough time fishing fixed I, floats presentations. I think that was part of it, but we did part. not fish a jig the first day. Barely no, at all. Barely at all. And truth be told, but, you know, he was getting reports that there was some fish being caught on worms. worms and, but, but the water was really, really clear. I mean, it was 8 to 10 foot of his. Well, and if we're talking about adventuring, no, you know, it's kind of a side note considering this situation that you guys were in, you had somebody guiding you and you, you had local knowledge there with you. But when I'm adventuring and I'm looking for a new river, I really try to stick to my guns though. Just like yeah, you did. No, I don't think exactly. that's a bad mistake. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, I've said it at seminars, I've said it on the live feeds, blah, blah, blah. There's no gimmicks in steelhead fishing. There's certain things that work best in certain kind of water, but every single thing on the shelf will catch a fish. That's why they sell it. And as long as you can get it in front of them. Um, but, Sticking with that, sticking with your worm or keeping your, your favorite jig, even though people say, oh, that color doesn't work here. Or keeping making sure you're throwing a spinner, even though you're, you're fishing a 15-foot deep slow pool. Or, you know what I mean, sticking with your guns will elevate your experience and it's going to allow you to catch the fish that you should catch. Mm -hmm. Instead of chasing your tail, going somewhere else and somebody being like, oh, oh yeah, I only bobber dog worms on this river. Yeah. And you're like, well, I've never bobber dog worm before. I'm going to fish my float and a worm. And I'm going to get it in front of some fish if they're there. And I'm going to yeah. get them. But uh, yeah, you can really chase like your we, tail by going to places and, and second guessing yourself. Confidence yeah. is key. Yeah. No, you're right. 100%. I stuck with redheads, red right. worm all day. You do, you do have to match the conditions, though, a little bit, too. And I think, like, some of the, I mean, you know, it was obviously real tough fishing. And I think even with our fixed hooks, we were probably fishing, what, 70% of the time? I mean, we were not. Yeah, I, no. I don't was, feel like we were super efficient. We switched to sliding but, floats the next day. And, and, but but to your credit and our, you know, I think our credit just as a group of anglers, um, we were also told that worms wouldn't work in Alaska. So I'll, yeah. just, I'll just throw that out yeah. there real fast. Well, it, it <laughs> and we, stuck, of, we stuck to our guns, and boy, did we film a movie. Yeah. <laughs> we filmed yeah. a movie on it, so there you go. Well, at the same rate, I, I mean, I think all of us, uh, maybe not so much Marlon, but you know, again, kind of a side note here. Um, talk about the progression of fishing. And, you know, tonight's live feed, we're talking about the Midwest fishing versus West Coast. And a lot of people say they don't think certain things work certain places anywhere in the world. And I tell you what, five years ago, I would have not grabbed a pink body with a purple tail worm and been like, this is going to get them. I mean, I would have never. Nobody even made them for crying out loud. Those, they didn't even exist and because nobody thought it would work like that. And now about, look, now look, and it's like, oh, we fish. How about every steelhead angler in the Northwest? And I don't care who you are. Nobody's fishing beads like they do now, like no, 10 years ago. No, I used to sit nobody back when we was. kind of got Sorry. caught on five years ago yeah. or so. Sorry, I used to wait for the whole river to clear out. I'd like sit in one hole for hours and watch everybody walk back, walk back, walk back. And we'd float down and catch exactly, you know. Really, it didn't, and now it sure as heck wasn't using 14 or 20 mils. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's just a progression. Yeah, I mean, there it. was definitely guys doing it. I mean, yeah. It's been going on. At well, that's what I, the but it wasn't guys. popular like it, it was, is now. No, no. And yeah. the guys that are claiming it, like, they weren't doing it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But kind of adds to that adventure. Using your imagination, I think, is what makes fishing fun. And uh, 
you know, plotting a course, plotting, get, you know, formulating a plan and maybe not sticking to it all the time. It's kind of what it's all about. You know, me and Cameron got to go on a little adventure a couple of weeks ago and it's so refreshing to just go walk up the river and go around the next bend and not really know what was going to be there and go around the next bend and not really, you know what I mean? And just like, oh, that's fishy, fish there, fish there. And I would it's my almost, favorite part, yeah. dude. I mean, some of my best memories are doing that. Yeah. It's, hard, it's easy It's easy to get away from, but as, as a beginner angler or somebody getting into it, um, I think you should thrive on it, you know, and, and doing that research and, you know, there's we're lucky enough to live in a place where we have close to 15 rivers within an hour to explore on and miles of those rivers, you know, uh, but then sometimes we still choose to drive four hours away and go check out another location, you know what True. I mean? But that's what the steelhead fishing is all about. You don't necessarily get to do that with salmon. Uh, or anything else like the 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 steelhead themselves kind of pull you out of your realm and and take you to places that yeah. you normally had no real business being. So I think you could, I think you definitely could do it with salmon. I just don't think we love we we love to chase them as much as we do yeah. steelhead. Yeah, yeah, a lot of different conditions too. Uh-huh. You don't get a time of year with the winter steelhead, especially where you can get out of your box and like you said, go to an area where each body of water is going to have some sort of thing swimming in it. You know, they're going to have fish yep. if it has water in it. Yep. So. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it a ton of fun. Cam, do you have a memory of like a trip that you went on that you can remember that was awesome? I don't really have like a one exact memory, but I know like going a lot of places with you guys. And then like the back when I was learning a lot of the rivers, I can remember a lot of like aha moments having, you know, going up and, putting it together or, or uh, running, you know, when we got into the rafting thing a bunch of years back, like definitely taking a lot of like those first pilot runs down mm-hmm. that, you know, none of my group of friends or anybody that I was talking to or associated with were running and starting to kind of like piece some of those things, piece some of those runs together. And, and uh, you know, those were, those were definitely some cool days and, you know, wanting, you know, catching a few fish on the way, but really like making sure that we can get down to the bottom and yeah. make sure we're not going to run into a log jam. Uh, stuff like that. We've so. done that on a few fun rivers now. Oh, just yes, that's right. But, you know, that kind of exploring, no, for sure. I can think of it, you know, but I've done it quite a bit. So I don't have one that just sticks out in memory. But What about you, Jordan? Honestly, the probably the most fun I've had in quite a while was when we went the other day, this this season. Um, going to an area that, you know, opening up the onyx and checking boundary lines and property lines and, and you know, Looking, oh, you were talking, looking just... for a place to park, and I mean, just it is just good old old school fish hunting. You know what I mean? And I haven't got to do that in probably five six years. Everywhere that we've traveled to, everywhere we've gone, there was some sort of knowledge around. You know, even in Alaska, I'd been to that river. As you know, I'd lived up there. I just never fished for that species, and so I knew the holes, I knew the river, and you know, there wasn't a whole lot of like using my imagination while we were up there. Um, and then we didn't have a host or anything like we did, or maybe like what we did last year, Marlin and like the Southern Oregon trip, just scouting the holes, floating over the top of them, finding the fish, just learning on the fly. I don't know why I've gotten away from that, but man, that's like all I used to do. Yeah. That's literally every steelhead season. I would now just so short on time. Places. It's something that you really need time for. And, and you anglers out there that might not be catching the most fish or, or having the most success on your home river. And you have those days to go fish instead of spending three days beating up the water and, and hoping for a fish. Just go and, and hike an adventure and turn it into a hike with your... It's like my, my dad always says, he takes his guns camping. 
<laughs> you know what i mean just take your rods hiking there and adventuring and <laughs> waiting exactly you know if you have your little honey hole you know you can catch them sacrifice that for two days of, of beating the brush and, and finding some cool water that one day might you know, pay off you know well now you say one day might pay off and then it always it's always nice to have a bunch of those little places and even it just a, it always guides in our local water i mean you know you always have your plan a b but sometimes you get your your plan f yeah, <laughs> oh, I look forward to those those uh, chances that I get to to take people out to areas that normally I wouldn't be comfortable taking taking just you know any any guy from on the, on the riverbank. Yeah, like, our producer's telling me I have to wrap it up. Podcasters, he's telling me that I'm running out of time. Should we listen to him or should we just yeah. keep talking? What do you think, Cam? I think we're just gonna keep talking. <laughs> so. uh How's life? How's no, we can't. Sorry, guys. We got to go to live feed. But hopefully you guys like this discussion tonight. I think it was a pretty good one. It was a lot yeah. of fun talking about adventuring. We got off on a couple little river name rants. And I think I think the listeners out there enjoy that. It yeah. was when we get the most comments, you guys. When we have rants. You guys. Yeah, be sure to comment below or or uh, look if you guys are listening to this just on the podcast. These also get put on. Yeah, on iTunes. Still? Yeah, iTunes, Google Play. We don't put them on YouTube. We're working on a members only section on YouTube. So stay tuned with that. We're going to be launching it very very soon it'll have exclusive content exclusive stuff on our youtube channel so be on the lookout for that but thanks again so much for tuning in don't forget leave us a review on apple Podcasts if you're over there please do me a huge favor and do that thanks so much for listening we'll see you on the river